Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to WBRX Wake Up Call. For us, it's always a great opportunity to get the week, um, you know, just to get the week going in, in a way that, you know, will, um, you know, be as productive as we can. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are associated with that. You know, we all have our individual, <clears throat> own individual routines in terms of what we're doing to, you know, maximize, um, you know, to maximize our the probability of success for the week. And we try to you know, utilize these calls to help that process for us. And, you know, Sean and I have had, you know, some years of experience in this industry. And, um, you know, a lot of the information that we share does come from that direct experience. It's not scripted, by the way. It's just, uh, you know, it's just information based on that. <clears throat> but I can tell you that there are some common denominators, um, you know, in success, obviously, and there are very, there's very much a common denominator of, of items and things that we can work on <clears throat> in our business model for people to have success. And we, you know, we have a standardized uh, marketing plan that's designed around the best way to, you know, create productive prospects with, you know, with our business for people that would become customers or people that would, uh, you know, potentially get involved in the business. And then we also have a, you know, we have some standardized skills that are important to learn. You know, a lot of times when people get involved in this business, um, they don't necessarily treat it like a business. They don't understand it is a real business. In fact, companies that have success in our industry uh, go on to, you know, build very large amounts of sales volume on a uh, annual basis. Uh, not, it's not intuitive. It's counterintuitive because the typical you know, when I say typical, I mean, there's a variety of different businesses that people can get into, uh, but <clears throat> they don't always have the growth rate or the increase rate of revenue at the same pace that you do in this business. I learned that, you know, 30 years ago when I became a distributor and I had an organization, uh, you know, in, in my company that exploded and grew uh, throughout the United States and into Europe <clears throat> that was churning hundreds of thousands of dollars of business volume on a calendar basis, monthly calendar basis. And I frankly, I mean, I had to kind of hurry up and learn what I needed to do to keep up with what was going on. That's really what happened with me. Now, that doesn't happen with everybody. In fact, I would just tell you that we, the last thing that we do is uh, try to incentivize people with the idea of a of a lottery ticket, that meaning that you find leadership that you would have sponsored or that would have evolved within your network that would have contributed to massive growth. But <clears throat> that certainly was my experience. Uh, it, it doesn't happen with everybody, but I can tell you that as I look at the company that we have today and I start looking at the leadership that's in place, I, you know, I get excited uh, because I, I think some of the folks that we have, you know, are, are and we're all in the, in our own, you know, journey of growth. I mean, that never stops. You don't stop growing in, in any area of business and certainly in ours, you know, until you, until you decide to stop growing. You know, that's just the way it goes. And when I say that, that just means that there's companies out there that have had, you know, massive growth where that are doing billions, that's with a B, billions of dollars of annual revenue that have uh, people that are, you know, building and developing their own brand partner distributorships uh, within that business that are doing many millions of dollars of business on a monthly basis. And as you look at some of those folks, those leaders, those companies, a lot of them don't have some of the unique characteristics that we're fortunate enough to have today. A lot of them don't have, let's say, a, a, you know, a product that's within the uh, SKU set that they have that has such a hockey stick upward growth trend. If you take a look at you know, uh, our, you know, our business model, we're focused on uh, various types of, of products and compounds that nourish the endocannabinoid system. And a lot of them fall within that space of, of you know, cannabinoids or cannabis-related, plant-related um, products with different delivery systems. And that's what has spearheaded the growth of WBRX. That's what's kind of helped launch our business. And fortunately, we we had a product, you know, as we launched our company that met the needs of, of a lot of people that were suffering with social anxiety during a pandemic that needed to have some stress relief and needed to have 
something at that time. Uh, so, it, so we were able to survive a time where network marketing companies typically don't survive. And most people that, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it always, I, I'm always, um, you know, I kind of chuckle because a lot of people just don't understand in our industry what it took for a company to not only launch right before the pandemic hit, but to survive that because we couldn't really meet productively in small venues. Now, tomorrow, as an example, we have a phenomenal opportunity to get together. And in our culture and the way that we build and develop our businesses is to meet, um, you know, on a, at least a monthly basis in, in a venue where we can pull people together. Uh, they can hear directly from some of our medical doctors. They can get the uh, essence of the content and the information. They can learn more specifically about, you know, how – uh, the clinical application of uh, various types of CBD can help the uh, endocannabinoid system and other compounds. And just the, the context of that, and, and what we find is that there's a lot of people that <clears throat> want to become an entrepreneur. They, they like the idea of being an entrepreneur in this space, but they love the idea of, of maybe they're, they've been working uh, in a corporate sales job where they've had you know limitations to the amount of money that they can earn. Maybe they go out and do a great job in a year and then their territory gets cut or their revenue gets cut so that they continue to increase and grow for the company. That is not our philosophy. We, we uh, you know, really like to market and highlight the amount of money that people earn. And we fundamentally believe that if you find the right people that want to build in this space that generate good income, that they won't stop, they'll continue to go. Now, that isn't always the case. Okay, you, You're going to find a lot of people in this industry and in this company, when they start earning, let's say, five or $10,000 a month, they will take their, their foot off the gas and they'll let it ride a little bit because that is the nature of some people. That is why corporate America reduces your territory and cuts your commission so that you continue to uh, stretch to do more so you don't rest on your laurels because that is the behavior pattern of some people. And everybody has a different number, okay? Uh, for some people, it's twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month, and you're going to get what you got, and that's what they're going to do. And, and and they have a financial thermostat that feels pretty good at that spot, and they're not going to necessarily produce or work as hard at that point. And everybody has what we call a financial thermostat. Okay, now usually that financial thermostat is probably is probably based on the amount of money that somebody has has generated in their life experience. And then if it's more than that, sometimes it's hard for them to feel excited or let's just call it as, um, as motivated to go out and, and to generate double that income. That isn't everybody. We do have people on the call. Uh, and, and, you know, I've worked with people for years and we have people that have had the experience that say, I don't want to just earn, you know, Forty or fifty thousand dollars a month. I mean, you know, there's distributors in the in the industry earning a million dollars a month. So every once in a while, you'll find a unique leader that says, "Well, <clears throat> if this can be done, and it has been done, and it's going on in the industry, and now I've got an opportunity within within a compensation strategy." Uh, those of you that uh, maybe um, have had a chance to listen to or look at our compensation plan, uh, if you were, you know, we have. Phenomenal calls on Saturdays. I think this last call was great. Sean went through the compensation plan in, in, in great detail, and and uh, you know we provide that on Saturdays so that people can get a baseline of understanding. Uh, you know our comp our compensation plan really is not that complicated compared to a lot of other compensation plans in the industry, and in most cases, uh, people will learn the comp plan genuinely when they start earning in it. Uh, that's just the way. Again, that's, that's the nature of people. It's the behavior. Every once in a while, you'll find people that say, oh, let me learn it so that I could actually present it and teach it. Well, that's a, that's a different level of desire. That's a different level of interest. And so I share that with you because it is important, guys, that as you're out building and developing your business, you see it for what it is as you're building it to what you believe your vision would accommodate. And, and, and I was talking with Mitchell. We had an opportunity to get together Sean and I had an opportunity to get together with Mitchell and we were playing around the golf and, you know, the majority of people just don't realize that, that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of activity that you have to go through in this business to get the, the seed planted, um, 
leadership that you're looking for. Because the truth is, and I love this, you know, we, you know, I had a, a, a unique opportunity as a distributor to have an organization that expanded and grew to $130 million in overall revenue during the time I was building it. And I can promise you that I didn't build a $130 million company. I got involved in a network marketing company that had expanded and grown that had evolved leadership through that growth trend of genealogies that, that literally propagated that $130 million of business that meant a, a seven-figure, uh, you know, multiple seven-figure revenue for me during the course of that time. That's just the truth, okay? And, and in the company that I started as a CEO, uh, you know, along with other people, that company did hundreds of millions of dollars of business, uh, and it was really driven by probably 10 leaders. Uh, of course, you know, everyone knows the story. You know, Sean gets involved in, in uh, uh, you know, two, in 2002, and, and he would became one of those leaders that helped propagate the growth of, a, of an organization because he built his business inside of that business like the others did, and hence you have this, this multiple organization. Well, the same thing will be absolutely true for you as you build your business. Now, I can tell you that your probability of yielding a high, um, you know, uh, six-figure income or in a seven-figure annual income comes as a result of you staying focused on the very thing that's going to create that activity and, and new business development with new people in your organization, and you become a, a, you know, a leader that they can count on, and you're working together with new people in the business at all times. And when I say that, I say that you, know, you may have, you know, for example, if you've gone out and you've developed, let's say, 10 frontline people, well, your probability of success has already increased because you have enough frontline people that you work with, and, and the statistics will reveal that of every 20 people that you sponsor, you're going to have uh, two to three that are going to just quit, uh, statistically speaking. That means it has nothing to do with you or the company. It has a lot to do with people timing in their life, life things that occur, and it's just, not, it's just the way it goes. It's just how the statistics fall. We certainly have seen that true you know, within our company. And then you'll have another two to three that will kind of incubate. So of every 20 people that you sponsor, you're going to have two to three that quit, and you're going to have two to three that incubate. What does incubation mean? Well, just the very, you know, if you know, understand what an incubator is with, with a little baby, that, that is an environment that's safe, it's warm, it gives them nourishment. It helps them, you know, progressively grow. Their lungs begin to grow. They're, they're, they become more stable. It's a careful, stable environment. And a lot of times people that get involved in, in our business, maybe they've never successfully built a network before, and so they're trying to figure it out, or they're just not ready to engage at a high level, uh, but they're there. They're participants. And, and, and the numbers of those participants certainly do help uh, the other folks that are building the business, it's always good. There's safety in numbers, right? So, so you're going to have people that are going to get involved. <clears throat> they're going to incubate. They're going to use the product, and they're going to love to hear the people and the, the speaking. They're going to love to come to the events because they love the culture. I mean, we have a culture, guys, where people come to, uh, you know, to a, a meeting. Sometimes it's, it's you know, at a Perry's restaurant. Sometimes it can be at somebody's home. We're going to be introducing with our, uh, you know, with our executive board. We're going to be meeting with them here on the on the 23rd of October. We're pretty excited about it, but we're going to be introducing something called private business receptions, and we're going to show people how to establish private a successful private business reception at their home. Uh, that you know, it doesn't take up all. It doesn't take all evening. It takes about an hour to an hour and a half. It's very productive. It's very specific. But done so correctly, you, you can really start duplicating those private business receptions. And the more of those private business receptions you have going on throughout your organization, you can just start looking at a ratio and an average of how many people start getting involved at each one or how, or how much business volume is done at each one of those events. And, and that's a, uh, an activity calculator that I've used on the consulting side uh, that, with other companies and they started seeing explosive growth because everyone was tracking the amount of, the amount of uh, private business receptions that they were doing, okay? And then the more business, private business receptions they were doing and people in their organization were doing, 
the bigger the volume was. They were actually able to forecast and predict a certain amount of business on a monthly basis because of how many private business receptions they had going on. We're going to be instituting that uh, into WBRX because now we have leadership that we can institute it with. We have people that have stepped up and said, I want to not just be a part or participant, I want to be a leader in the organization and demonstrated it through uh, the commitments that they've made, uh, you know, to attend the meetings, to do the business required, to meet the, uh, the performances required. It was the same exact criteria for everybody that, that we use to establish, you know, our um, inaugural board, and it will be the same exact criteria moving forward. We do not uh, ever, um, you know, uh, play favorites. We just don't do that. It's, it's not anything I would have ever wanted as someone in the field. Um, and and we, we don't have personal agendas. You know, I, I can just tell you that, you know, my, I'm here uh, building this company with, with, and partnering with people that want to build it. Uh, and, and it really is a business. And we use the same criteria. I use the same criteria for myself and the requirements that I need to meet uh, and, and in the role that I have. And we established a set of criteria for people to meet the leadership role within the company. That's standardized for everybody. It's as standardized as our six-step marketing program. It's as standardized as our comp plan is. So we don't have these, you know, personality things going on over here. Okay, this is just us. And, and of course, we all have to meet that criteria, and it's the same thing. If we have a designated uh, end of the close of the month on that date, it's the same for everybody. So, so we don't kind of pick and choose, and I just want you guys to understand that that's just not our, that's just not our, our, our way of, of managing ourselves and other people. We just don't do that. But I will tell you this. When you start building your business and you have a criteria that can be, that is objective, not subjective, but it's objective. In other words, here's what that looks like, and, and now you're building that business on that platform. You can have about as much success as you want to have. And it's, so it's always about, you know, the different methodologies and things that we can do to make it happen. Okay. Now, is this going to be for everybody? I mean, are you going to find people that are going to get involved and, and quit and, and incubate? Absolutely. You need to know that going in. So going back to what I was saying is, so, so out of every 20 people, you're going to have people that do that. Okay. I just told you that you're going to have between six to 12 people that are going to do that out of every 20 that you sponsor. But here's the great news. Out of every 20 that you sponsor, you're also going to have uh, three to four that are going to build. They're going to actively bring new people into the business. And you're going to have an opportunity to work directly with those people as a leader. You'll have that opportunity. Okay? It, it, so if you're on the line right now and you're looking at this business and you're saying, okay, if I keep doing what I need to do to build those frontline 20 people, and then I duplicate that activity down below with new people getting involved, does that increase my probability for success? Absolutely. It absolutely does. Okay? So, you, so out of every 20 people you sponsor, you know statistically what the numbers are, right? You have three to four that quit. You're going to have three to four that incubate. You're going to have three to four that build. And you're going to have one to two that absolutely kill it that do phenomenal. It statistically is proven. Now, there will be some of you on the call that will sponsor in your first five people a builder, a kill-it person. There will be some of you in the first ten that do. But statistically speaking, the numbers are always consistent. It really does require <clears throat> 20 frontline people that you would have sponsored to end up with those statistics. So if it were me, and I were wanting to increase my probability for success, I would lay out a well-designed plan over the next 12 months to at least sponsor 20 people. Okay, now, I can tell you that <clears throat> as a, a distributor in my first experience over the course of about, oh, I'd say seven and a half, eight years, seven and a half to eight years, seven and a half years, I sponsored uh, about 72 people. Uh, an average of one a month, but I didn't really sponsor one a month. The majority of the people who I sponsored, as it's indicative within the industry, came within my first 90 to 160 days. It was the time where I was just, you know, based on excitement and enthusiasm, with my hair on fire, believing I had a track for a new path, 
I was out talking to everybody. And in that time, sometimes what you do is you go through your warm market. If you go through it effectively, you'll find that you bring on a group of people, right? And then, and then here's the great news about, you know, creating that type of momentum is that it's just, you know, it's, we, it's equivalent to the space shuttle concept, right? You have a spaceship, you have a, a rocket, and it, it takes off. It takes about 80% of the fuel to have it get off its first four, into its first four feet of flight. 80% of the fuel that that uh, apparatus will carry will be burned off in the first four feet of flight. The rest of it is sheer momentum that carries that, uh, you know, that shuttle or that aircraft, that rocket, out of the Earth's environment, out, of, you know, out into space. And then it, it obviously, as it orbits the, the, you know, the Earth and then returns to the Earth's surface, it requires very little. Well, the same thing is true when you're building this type of business because you're working with people, their emotions, hearts and minds. Oftentimes people believe what they can see. They operate on the you know, show me. You know, they're from Missouri, the show me state. You know, everybody wants to know, well, how much money are you earning or how many people have you sponsored? So they, they're trying to identify what they can do, ridiculous as it may be, on the basis of what other people have done. And sometimes what people do in our business is they tend to go out with the level of belief and excitement about what other people can do based upon what they've done. So if they've done great, then they assume other people should do great, and that isn't always the case. And if they've done terrible, and they assume other people will do terrible. Well, that's not always the case. So, so we're different people, but we have the same standardized business model, and everybody will appropriate themselves differently within it. And if you understand that going in, as, as Mitchell and I were talking about, it's a numbers game. It is a numbers game. And if you know that, then you tend not to make the silly emotional mistakes that sometimes people make of taking responsibility for other people's decisions, right? If somebody makes a decision to get involved, which is all we ever do, guys, frankly, is we just sell people on their own evaluation. And we have them come to meet the people that are in our business and listen to the information and determine for themselves, is this something that they would like to be involved with? Is this a group of people who they're excited about? Do they believe in a product that's going to help them you know, with, with some of the challenges that maybe they've faced? Maybe they've faced some uh, anxiety-ridden issues or, or pain, arthritic pain, or various, ty various types of pain in their body or sleeplessness. A number of different factors that are contributed to the endocannabinoid system and, and it not working as productively as it can and, and maintaining a sense of homostasis and balance in, in our bodies and giving us a rich, fulfilled, wellness-based life. Those are things, guys, that, that really are available. And I continue to read stories and articles. I mean, phenomenal bits of information how people, you know, were, were literally ridden with pain, so much so that they just could barely, extend, you know, they, they couldn't even manage, and they, they were, they're able to. I'm not, telling you, <clears throat> I'm not telling you this as a claim. I'm reading articles other people I've seen have started using, <clears throat> you know, high concentrations of various types of CBD-related products that completely get rid of that, that dilemma of pain that, that was holding them back from living a, a rich and fulfilled life, so much so that they don't have to use the medications prescriptively anymore at all. Do we make those claims? No, I'm just telling you that that's what I read. Other people, you know, not even involved with our company. I'm talking about utilizing, uh, you know, probably a less concentration of CBD than what we provide in our tinctures, in our balm, in, in our metered plus, you know, in, in our uh, gel caps. I mean, there's no question. Our product has been the very framework of what has allowed us to grow a big business. But now as we start educating business uh, leaders in terms of how to maximize your success, it's a very simple six-step marketing program. It's based upon people's experience with the product. It's based upon how they share that information with new people and give away free samples. You're going to have a group of people that want to buy it from you through, you through a co-branded, replicated website where they can become a customer either at a discount or, or at a retail price. And then you're always going to have people that you can talk with about becoming and teaming up with you to build uh, in a, a national or international business, uh, you know, on the basis of developing, you know, new markets and expanding and growing to, to have a distribution model that, that becomes massive and earn millions of dollars. 
you're going to have people that do that, and you're going to have people that say, I just want to join the company and use the product and tell somebody about the business if I run across them. That's going to be the vast majority of people in your business. Okay? And so if you're deciding to lead, then you have to get around those people. In my, in my, you know, I'm just sharing with you humbly what I would recommend that you do is find people that have actually had success and talk with them about the idiosyncrasies and the nuances of what they can do to maximize their result. This call, guys, is frankly just information that we can share with you on a Monday morning as we move into our week to help you understand some of those details, some of that information, so that you can take this information as, it's, as, it, as you see fit for you in whatever thing that you're looking to do and go out and have great results. But just know, it is, if you can gauge your mind and best determine, hey, I'm willing to talk to a few hundred people personally over the course of the next year, two years, three years, four years, five years, whatever length of time you determine is the right goal pattern for you, okay? And as a result of doing that, you, if you can see it and you can believe that as a result of talking to enough people that you're going to have a group of leaders that you can team up with within the, that will evolve genealogically, the majority of you are not going to go talk to that leader. The majority of you are going to talk to someone that's going to lead you to that leader. It'll probably be one of those three or four that will build or bring you somebody, and then as a result of them bringing you somebody, now you can team up with that person because their goals and objectives are aligned with yours. Okay, the majority of you, if you, if you want to become a seven-figure earner in this business, you're going to be not the majority. You're going to be the minority. Eighty <clears> percent <throat> of the work is done by 20 percent of the people. Hey, 90 percent of the work is done by 10 percent of the people. You know, and, and so <clears throat> we know <clears throat> that there's about a half dozen things that contribute to 80% of the success that we can do in any area of our life. Our personal life, that is, you know, you know what our fiscal goals will be. 80% of the results are based upon about a half dozen things done consistently. Our, um, you know, our, our, just our physical life, fitness life, you know, our, you know how, how we live life in a healthy manner. There's about a half dozen things that contribute to 80% of the success in that area. There's about a half dozen things that contribute to 80% of the success in your relationship life. There's, there's just a few things that determine the majority of the, in, of the outcome that you'll have in any area of your life, and you have to determine what those things are, what you believe them to be for you, and then you have to have a plan. You have, had, you have to have a designated plan to go out and execute in those areas. Personal development, guys, doesn't just, it's not going to sneak up behind you and surprise you. The only way that you're going to actually develop is if you have a set plan to develop yourself. Now, I was talking with Mitchell. Mitchell has a routine he does early in the morning. He gets up early, and he establishes uh, what's important for him, whether it's uh, you know, his prayer time, uh, his reading time, the time he spends to advance himself in, in various things that are of interest to him on a, on a personal development area, the, those leadership qualities, you know, we, you know we, we believe, we firmly believe as an organization that you've got to read the books. There's no substitute for reading the books. Some of you like to listen auditorily. That's great. But I would just tell you that reading the books, it, seeing the information, just like seeing your goals written down, it does something to... Um, basically solidify some of that information in your mind. Hopefully you retain a good portion of what's valuable to the extent that you put the effort in. That's going to determine how you grow. And one of the six basic needs that we have as people is to grow, to enrich ourselves, to become productive, to become a person that, you know, does all that we can do. Those are the happiest people that you'll ever run into. You know, success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream. That's really what success is. And everybody has a different idea based upon the timing of where they are in their life of what success is. When you're a little kid, success is just maybe totally different things than it means to you today. So it all is based upon where we are, our timing, and what we're doing, guys, as a company is we're reaching out to people, and they may be in their 20s, they may be in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, and they're all looking for a path, a way to become more successful, developing a new ancillary form of revenue, in addition to what they have, or really looking for a new direction to be able to lead, guide, and to teach, train, and develop other people that maybe they didn't otherwise know. Well, we try to offer them an opportunity to, to have a home, and what we have to become are those that will attract, we have to become 
<clears throat> better so that we attract better people, in essence. So, so when you take a look at this business, guys, having the right expectations going in, because some of you are brand new on the call, and maybe you've had success in other areas of your life, maybe you haven't. Maybe you'd like to have more success, or maybe you, you feel like this might be an opportunity for you to grow and build a solid business. We're excited about that. But for those of us that have been here, just, just here's what, you, what we all should do, is let's embrace the opportunity to work with brand new people, and, and let's, let's just set a, a standard of goals and, and, and set a, a business plan for the folks that are coming on to be able to maximize their opportunities as they move forward and not limit them, but give them a, a track to run on. You know, we, we've often said, I've, I've used, I use analogies and, and symbolically at times, but you can't turn a plow mule into a racehorse. That is not what we're looking to do. You can't convince somebody to become as excited about something as you are. I have really learned that. And you can't carry people in this business. What you have to do is go out and you have to continue to look for good people. Okay, there's a certain level of, of value that I have always placed upon training, although I don't think that you know, if you have a good person, you can't say the wrong things to the right person, right? I believe that. And, and I, I, I do believe that you have to continue to set your expectations so that you don't become, you know, emotionally defeated. You have to discipline your, your disappointments. You, you have to have a realistic expectation to know this is a business. It is a people business. And you have to go out and you have to feel the energy of talking to lots of people. If somebody says to me, Barry, I love the idea of earning millions of dollars in this business. I'm really good behind a computer, but I really just don't like people. I pull them to the side and I say, you know what? There's probably other ways for you to make a lot of money. This is probably not for you. Because the last thing I want to do is try to create a belief in somebody based upon what I've experienced that they're going to allow them, that they're going to be able to go out and have success if they don't like people. This is not that type of business. You really have to genuinely like people. I'll take it one step further. I think that you have to be, you have to have a, <clears throat> a high level, <clears throat> excuse me, a high level of optimism. I think that you have to see the very best in people and see the very best in yourself. Now that doesn't mean, you know, you know pessimism, it, it has its place, but in, in the in glass isn't always half full. But trust me, I would rather work with a person that sees the glass half full than seeing it half empty. So you have to put pessimism to the side. You have to work with the level of optimism and belief and excitement, enthusiasm and energy. You know, you don't want to find yourself expecting to attract people that are phenomenal if you're not willing to do the work to become as good as you can be first. I will be, that is absolutely true. And the more people that you speak with and talk with, with level of excitement, enthusiasm, listen, ignorance on fire, right? <laughs> I can tell you that I've, I've helped a lot of people as a guy that just knows the mechanics of the business. As long as they're excited, enthusiastic, and they're willing to go out and do the work, we can get a lot accomplished together. They may not know all the details of, of the compensation plan. They don't need to. <clears throat> they may not... <clears throat> Excuse me. They may not understand all the all the nuances of what's involved to grow a business successfully over time. What they have to have is some vision and belief, and they have to be willing to make certain commitments. And before you know it, we can start helping them to develop a solid organization. So, guys, listen. I, I can tell you that we're excited about this week. We're excited about the things that are going on inside the company. The increase of activity. We're very excited about the executive board and. And uh, the way that they're working with their organizations and their people, and we're, you know, we're going to be really working carefully and closely as we finish off 2021, move into 2022. New opportunities, new growth, new places to go to, new things to see, new markets to be a part of. We, we look at California. We look at Florida. We look at some of these new growth opportunities out there that we're seeing and experiencing from some of the new people that are getting involved in our company and new opportunities out there, guys, just new things that we can do. And you guys that are part of that executive board working within, that, within the context of your organization and helping build them into that same group. The more people we have as a part of our executive board, the more leaders we have that are willing to take on the, uh, the responsibilities of participating and building and growing, the bigger the entire company is going to become. So, guys, with that, I'm going to turn the call over 
uh, to my partner, Sean Baker. Sean, I just appreciate, uh, you know, all the things that you do on a continuous basis to grow the business. I know that uh, you guys had uh, very good results from what took place out there in Belton. We're looking forward to uh, having you <clears throat> having you uh, helping us and, and participating uh, here in the Houston market this week. I know we've got some great things going on with Mitchell Holzer, with Olga Chapman, with Michael Vandeveer, with Gail Kinney. Uh, we've got some great things going on with Patty, with Tian. So we're, we're looking forward to some some great um, you know great chances to meet and talk and and I know that uh, you're going to have an opportunity to kind of uh, key in with these guys and be involved in, in their meetings and following up and all that. So with that, Sean, I'm going to turn the call over to you. Thank you so much for all you do, and uh, I'm going to sit back here and take some notes. Great, thanks, Barry. Good morning, everyone. Appreciate you guys uh, you know hopping on the call this morning. We Barry and I just love these Monday calls because it gives us an opportunity to really line out our week and understand you know who we're working with and what what challenges we're facing and what obstacles need to overcome as Barry said but really what what areas we can help improve you know what areas we can help you know just close up business or create customers or you know drive revenue or uh create you know marketing campaigns and those are all the things that we do you know internally as an infrastructure is we we try to figure out how to make the dinners as nice as we can obviously affordable but but still you know pleasant and, and an environment where people can learn and where they can laugh and where, you know, they can just break bread together and understand because there are really components to any business you're evaluating. You know, culture is a big, big buzzword and big thing today and, and for good reason. I mean, your culture really, uh, you can almost feel the culture before you've heard anything or seen anything or done anything within an organization. You really can almost, you know, and I don't, I don't I always try to, try to be careful. I don't want to sound like a a throwback hippie here, but you can almost feel the energy. It's palpable. And if it's good, you know, as Barry mentioned, then, then you get around that positive vibe and everything feels good. And now you're in an environment where you can learn and you can create and you can grow and you can build, you know, and then, and then conversely, there's, there's cultures that aren't good. You can feel that when you walk in the room too. It's funny because, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a minute, but I attended a new church a while back and, uh, you know, I walked in and, Sweet, sweet lady at the front door, but but her style probably could use a little bit of a little bit of work, and it was funny to me because she was the greeter. She was the very first person that I interacted with um, when I walked in the door. So I grab the door and I walk in, and the very first thing she says to me is, "I don't recognize you. Are you new here?" And then she wasn't wrong. I was new, but it was kind of in a, in, a, in, a, in a way it was a little bit affronting, like, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am new. And she even said it in a, in a way that she was kind of blocking the door. And for a moment, it crossed my mind, like, are you going to let me in? Like, am I, is it okay that I come in your church as a new, you know, attendee? And, and, and so it really made me think. Now, eventually she did move and she let me in and asked me if I knew anyone here and, you know, was I looking for anyone? And she really was genuinely trying to be helpful. I know, I do believe, you know, that her heart was in the right place. But I got to tell you, you know, if, if anyone were to ever ask me, and they didn't, so I kept my mouth closed. But if anyone ever asked, you know, would you would you rate our greeting staff? I'd have to say, if you're wondering why your church isn't growing, you might want to start with your with your greeting staff because um, they were a little off putting. Now I say all that to say, while we're not a church. You know, we are a volunteer organization. People come to our meetings because they aspire to build something or they really like the product or they're just looking for something different. Or maybe they come to our meetings because someone very credible to them, you know, you know, shared with them a business opportunity. Or maybe they shared with them some of their new results with the product. Or maybe they just said, hey, I'm going to this meeting and I don't want to go alone. Will you tag along with me? Whatever the case is, we still want to create an environment that's rich it's got great energy, it's got great education and information, and we want people to, whether they get involved with us or not, which, which of course, we're a sales organization, we aspire for them to get involved, but whether they do or whether they don't, more importantly, I think Barry and I both have a heart that people would say good things about our event behind our backs. I mean, you're welcome to say the good things to our face as well. We, we love the, the feedback and we love to hear people's input, but I would like to, to know but if someone left our meeting, didn't get involved, they would say, you know what, I didn't get involved in that thing, or I didn't really understand the endocannabinoid system, or I didn't really understand, or they gave me free products, but I, honestly, I never really tried them. But, man, i got to tell you, great people, great environment, great culture. I had a great time. 
I would go again. You know, that's a win for us in the early stages. And the reason that I say that is because I had the opportunity this week to spend a little bit of time in the fields into different markets and talking with folks. And, you know, as a guy that started out his career as a distributor, I, you know, I used to I used to be a distributor within a company that Barry owned. Many or most of you know that. And so I was you, and Barry was in the role that Barry is in now or that I'm in now. And, and it was a very different experience, not better, not worse, just just very different. And I remember going to Barry, and, and some of you, and I'm not saying you on the call, I'm saying some of the folks in our organization have made the same mistake that I made over and over where I would get hung up on this, on this one prospect, right? And I know that Barry would say, you know, hey, man, what do you got going on? And I could just almost, in hindsight, I couldn't tell this at the time, but in hindsight, I could see his face was like, please don't say the one name that you've been saying for the last, you know, six months. Oh, I got this really guy, excited guy. His name's John Doe. And, man, you know, he's going to be great. Barry would look at me and he'd be like, uh, uh, okay, well, it's the same John Doe that I had been prospecting for three months or six months or nine months. I had taken John Doe to dinner and paid the meal. And I had taken John Doe to play golf with the president and CEO of the company and paid for it. You know, they were John Doe was more than willing to eat my food and drink my drink and play free golf, but John Doe clearly was not looking, or I, I have to take responsibility either, I was not saying the right thing to line that person up for a decision or that person was not in a position to make a decision and was just enjoying the free ride. Either way, what it caused me or cost me, I said C-A-U-S-E the first time and I said C-O-S-T-S the second time, but what it cost me or what it caused me both was frustration, time, money, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make this like you know dating, but but they often have read memes or pictures that say you know being in the wrong relationship is keeping you from the right relationship, and I and I don't know about that. I'm not here to give dating advice or marital advice or relationship advice, but what I do know is there are only so many minutes, hours in the day, weeks, you know, days in the week, weeks in the month, and if every time I'm talking to Barry, I'm talking about this one tired. John Doe, then that's going to be the reflection of my business. But but when I got in the groove, right, and I got to moving and shaking, and I was really actually out there doing the three foot rule. I was always trying to have you know meet two new people a day so that I could have what we would call two a day or ten in play. You know, if you meet two people every day, that means you've got in five days you've got ten prospects you're working with, and so. Once I started doing that, I would start talking to Barry, and, and I could see in a very good way he would get confused because I would say, you know, I, I sampled that guy and I sampled this guy, and he'd say, okay, time out. You're, you're working with so many people, I'm getting them confused. Now, which guy is this and which lady is that? Oh, okay, she's the CPA and he's the medical sales guy. Okay, now I've got him straight. And that was really the time that my business, unbeknownst to me, guys, by the way, like I'm saying this all in hindsight, <clears throat> which really is in many cases 2020, I couldn't see that talking to more people actually did a couple of things for me. It made me more effective. I had more repetitions, if you will, in the batting cage. So all of a sudden now, instead of harping on this one person, this poor John Doe, that I was like, hey, man, we get this dinner, we're going to play golf, and then we're going to do this. And he would tag along, like I said, and eat the food and play the golf and, and do the things. We never inched any closer to the business. But I was, I was pouring my time, my valuable and very limited time, into this one prospect. Well, when I started talking to multiple prospects, and I started talking to multiple people, really, I mean, guys, I got on fire and started talking to everybody. Now, I wasn't saying anything about wellness. I wasn't, well, I wasn't saying anything. I was talking about wellness as an industry. I wasn't talking about products specifically at the time, in the initial phase. I wasn't talking about opportunity specifically. I was saying, hey, nice to meet you. Thank you for supporting maybe the Chamber of Commerce event or the business networking event or the charity event. Whatever event I was at, I'd say, hey, you know, Mr. Smith, Mrs. Smith, very nice to meet you. Thanks for supporting the event. What do you do by day? Oh, you're a realtor. That's great. May I have one of your cards? 
here's one of mine. Oh, what do I do? I'm in the wellness industry. I help people with their health and with their wellness and with their, with their financial situation. Maybe I can buy you a cup of coffee next week. I pocket their card. They pocket my card. I jot a quick note on the card that says, you know, met at Chamber of Commerce, coffee next week. And I stick that card in my pocket. And that becomes a prospect. It does not become a customer of the product yet. It does not become someone that I've sampled yet. It does not become someone that's evaluating the business yet. It just becomes a contact. It just becomes a prospect. But, guys, I kid you not, when despite my own beliefs or some of my own internal challenges, when I started collecting two, three, four business cards a day, that one person that I had been harping on and chasing after, that one name that just kept coming up month after month, became less and less important. That person, just so you know, that person ultimately never got involved, watched me be successful, watched me drive two different BMWs paid for by, you know, by Barry's company, watched me travel the world, and just never got involved. We're still friends today, and that's okay. But if I had put my opportunity eggs in that person's basket, just knowing they were going to be great and knowing they were going to be wonderful, I never would have gone out and met the people who actually were great, who actually did build a business, who actually had huge customer bases and led us to doctors all over the country and in seven different countries. I mean, getting out of, you know, getting, cleaning out my shopping cart, if you will, or cleaning out my closet, if you will, allowed me the opportunity to start focusing my time, energy, and effort on it. And what Barry said, I'm just trying to reiterate exactly what Barry said, on the new blood, on new people, on people that would be interested in purchasing product. You know, my, my John Doe reference, the guy was, was taking my product. He wasn't buying my product. You see the difference? Hey, man, you getting more samples? I really like the balm. Great, then buy some balm. But he wasn't buying balm. You see what I'm saying? He was a handout guy. And so, so I was spending all my time, energy, and effort, you know, chasing someone to drag to events with me that wasn't really asking the right business questions, following up on samples I'd given them just to find out that they wanted more samples. You know, that was the wrong person. I was trying to run a business here, not a social club. And so I had to really kind of put that person aside, not in a negative or a bad way, and just focus on meeting new people, sampling new people, following up on the samples and offering them to purchase at wholesale or retail, and then sitting down with them one-on-one, sharing my heart, not just my head, sharing my heart, sharing my vision, and exposing them to a potential opportunity that might be fruitful for them. When I started spending my time, energy, and effort in those areas and not in the areas of following up with someone I've followed up with 400 times, inviting them to another dinner that they had already been to three or four times, spending another $100 on a round of golf that they had already paid, my, my business took off. So I had to, basically, it's the sixth step of our six-step marketing program, use the product, step one, share the benefits, step two, sample, step three, wholesale or retail, step four, share the opportunity to earn, step five, and last but not least, sort, hot, warm, or cold. Well, guys, I would just tell you in retrospect, I should have sorted, I should have sorted faster, and I should have told my prospect more candidly, hey, I took you to the dinner, I gave you $50 worth of samples, I followed up with you, we did a three-way call, you seemed to enjoy the information, where are you at on making a product purchase or further evaluating the opportunity and getting involved because I'm here to build a million or $10 million or $100 million business, and it's not going to happen just sampling and talking, right, just sampling and talking. So I should have sorted my prospects faster. I should have been more candid and, you know, politely, but candid with them about my vision, about where I was going and, and what their participation in that was, good or bad, right? Because sometimes it's like, hey, you, you can say you're wasting time with someone without ever saying you're wasting time with someone. I can put it even on them. Hey, I feel like I'm following up with you too much. You've got samples. You've got information. I've got about 25 people I'm working with that are looking for leadership. I'd love for you to become a part of that leadership. 
but maybe now's not the right time for you. You let me know when you're interested. And tell them right up front, sort them, and, 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 and take it away from them. I should have done that better. I should have done that faster. The other thing that I should have done, and, and, and I'm still working on this today, guys. We're all a work in process. It is a journey. It's not a destination. But I had the privilege of spending some time in the field this week. And, and, and guys, if it ever sounds like I'm using someone else's uh, area of improvement to put them down, I, I'm not. I have no desire. We're all on the same team. So it's funny when people, like, start competing, and they're like, oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so. You know, whose side were you on? I'm on our side. Now, does that mean that there's a winner and a loser? Barry and I played golf last Friday, Mitchell, Barry, and I. And I think Barry ended up with the best score. And you know what? I am okay with Barry beating me if Barry gave his best and I gave my best. Now, I'm not okay the fact that Barry beat me this particular Friday because I was off. I didn't play my best game. But that's my issue. And that has nothing to do with how well Barry played. I can be exceedingly happy for Barry and know that there's areas of my game that still need improvement. But I'm not sore or butthurt because he had a better score. Why? Because Barry's my guy. We're friends. We're on the same team. I'm in his corner. He's in my corner. So when you're dealing with the right people, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but they're always going to be in your corner cheering for you. And so, so that is where I stand. Now, when I talk about in, in, a, in a fashion of constructive criticism – you know, if, if Barry is an example where to say, man, you're doing something different with your putting, and it's not working, by the way. Like, I notice from afar, I can see from 10 feet away, you're doing X, Y, and Z, and you're missing the putt. If you correct X, Y, and Z, I think you'll do better. And maybe I implement that, and I do better, right? So I'm providing constructive criticism <clears throat> that says, hey, I used to make that same mistake, Maybe try this, and you'll get better results. But, but it's up to you, one, to in, implement that into your process, and two, the proof is in the pudding. If my way works, great. If it doesn't and your way is working, great. If my way and your way aren't working, let's put our heads together and figure out what is going to work. It's not about authorship. It's about productivity. It's not about ownership. It's about results. So I'm here to just help you achieve better results. And that being said, I will tell you I've observed several people. So this is not pointed at any one person, but, but it came clear to me with one person who graciously took the feedback, who graciously agreed with the feedback, and I think is about to turn a, a corner on their business. But the feedback was, let's make sure we're paying attention to the question asked not the question we heard. And now, guys and gals, this is probably good relationship advice for you, too. A lot of times, you know, the spouses will argue with each other. Oh, that's not what I said. Well, that's what I heard. And that's the key to the fight. One person said one thing. The other person heard another thing, right? Well, in your marriage and your relationship, that, that's your business. I won't get into that. But in our space, I will tell you, if someone says to you, how does XYZ product, how does sleep work for you and you get into the science of it all, then you're probably going to lose them. They're asking for the results. I'm not sleeping. If I take this, what will it do for me? Should not be a conversation about what ingredients are in the product because they can read that for themselves. They're asking you if I consume this, what did, will it do for me based on what did it do for you? They're asking for a personal testimony. And I'm just saying that's one example of a million. Someone will say, well, how much money did you earn last month? And I see people squirm. Now, you can say it's none of your business, by the way. I'm comfortable if you say to someone, well, gosh, that's really private, and, and I'm not really comfortable talking about how much money I earned last month. That's your prerogative. But I think a lot of times when people say, well, how much volume did you do last month? Oftentimes people squirm because they either, A, don't know the answer, how much volume they did, or, B, they want to answer the question that wasn't really asked, right? And, and so you have to be just cautious and careful of that as you're prospecting someone, because normally they're asking questions either to draw closer to making a decision. Well, actually, they're, they're asking to draw closer to a decision, whether that's to get involved or not. I was going to say something else, and, and then I corrected myself, because basically that's what they're doing. They're, they're saying – 
what's the product going to do for me? Because it's a test. It's going to help you sleep like this. It's going to do X, Y, Z. They try it. It does. There's more conversation. They try it. It doesn't. There's less conversation, right? Same with the financial results. So what they're really asking is what did the products do for you? Because I want to know what they'll do for me. What is the opportunity doing for you? Because I want to know what it's going to do for me. And then they may want to get into the weeds about the product ingredient deck or nano emulsification or six you know generations or commissionable volume. You know, and I'm saying all these things right now because some of you on the call are probably going, "What the heck is he talking about?" And that's what I, that's why I'm doing this to illustrate my point. You're on the call. You're excited about the opportunity. You're excited about the products, and you may not know anything about nano emulsification or commissionable volume, and that's okay. Barry says it best to keep it simple because a confused mind says no. And I'll conclude with that today. Just keep it simple because a confused mind says no. So let's come with clarity. Let's come with, with transparency, a great culture, lead with the products, expose them to the opportunity, sort quickly, be transparent with them, and then just go out and keep meeting new folks every single day. Keep massaging that contact base. Keep that new fresh water flowing, that new blood you know, going, and, and that's what will really change the face of your business. If you are one on the call like I was, again, this is no criticism, but I'm, I'm offering you, if you're on the call and you're like I was, where when someone asks you about your your prospecting pool, you realize you're saying the same two or three names over and over, for especially for an expended, extended period of time, that's probably the first sign of the stagnation of your business. So great job today, Barry. Thank you for having me on the call. I look forward to a great week. Tomorrow night's going to be fantastic. Let's go shake things up and have a, have a great week. If you guys need anything, please reach out. And with that, Barry, I'll kick it back to you. Thank you. Awesome job, Sean, as always. Guys, I'll tell you what, we've got, we've got a really great opportunity. If you haven't gone uh, to um, you know, WBRXglobal.com and checked the events and seen the uh, opportunity to participate or be a part of the meeting at uh, Perry's here Memorial City, I would just uh, recommend that you do that. Um, you know, it's, we just ask you to come on and register. It's 20 bucks, and you come in, and we have a uh, – you know, good he set of uh, ha heavy appetizers, uh, you know, some beer or wine, and, and then just an opportunity to kind of be involved by bringing someone new or by you yourself observing and watching how this meeting goes for new prospects. I think it's, um, it's really enlightening. I know that some of you that are on the call right now have already made arrangements to do that. Please do that today. It gives us an accurate count. Uh, by late today, we'd like to try to let the restaurant know, you know, the, the totals so that we are, you know, we don't have too much or too little food. Uh, we just want to make sure that everybody has, you know, the appropriate, you know, just a good amount of food to eat and enjoy. But most importantly, guys, you're going to get to hear, uh, you know, you're going to get to hear this information conveyed by, you know, Sean and, and by uh, Dr. Jasani, Dr. Patel, Dr. Ken Poons, I mean, uh, Dr. Patricia Poons, not Dr. Patricia Poons, Dr. Ken Hollis. And I think it's going to be a unique opportunity because as we start to continue to grow our executive board, as we, you know, have our medical doctors that are, you know, really content rich with great information, I think that you'll see that the cross-section of this information will be very impressive to new prospects that are looking at the opportunity to get involved with WBX and grow a national or international marketing and distribution company under the umbrella of our company and utilize and leverage uh, all the information that's available to them to the people who they're so, – so they, you can become a phenomenal promoter and inviter. We have some people in our business that have earned uh, tens of thousands of dollars, you know, approaching hundreds – approaching that $100,000 mark by becoming really more importantly an effective person at promoting and inviting people to a series of events. Now they're starting to move into that leadership role where they start becoming a bigger part of the event. So we're going to have an opportunity tomorrow, guys, to get together, to break bread, as Sean said, and to be able to hear this information and, and to be able to get a better idea, not of only how, you know, how it works for us to get more information, 
but for those of us on this call right here this morning, for you to bring new people and let them sit in the, in the same environment, let them get the information that they need and get all their questions answered so that they can, in their own evaluation process, determine if this might be the right fit for them. So with that, guys, we want you to start this week off phenomenal. Have a great day today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. And uh, guys, we've got a phenomenal uh, venue of meetings coming up, obviously, at the office on Wednesday, opportunities to get together uh, one-on-ones, business planning Thursday and Friday, and then we move into our Saturday comp plan training. And, and also, we're, we're going to have some people <coughs> that we're going to be meeting with uh, beyond this Tuesday meeting. We're going to be looking at uh, setting up some luncheon times probably on that Thursday and maybe Friday or Saturday morning because we want to make sure that people that come to the meeting get the information, see the environment, expose them to all the information, and then get a more detailed idea of how that can apply to a business plan in the following days to come through the week. So with that, guys, have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you very soon. God bless. Bye-bye.